Welcome to the Pack is Back podcast, brought to you by the Seawolf for Life Foundation, Synergy Capital Solutions, and Proudmouth. In this podcast, we will provide regular updates on what is happening, what's to come, and how alumni players continue to support community, connections, and contributions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack is Back podcast. I'm your host, David Vallier. We are joined today by Coach Matt Chasby and Rick Ellison. Rick, Coach, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So for listeners, the point of this podcast is we really want to bring our UAA alumni community back together. And we want to be able to give hockey updates. We want to be able to give alumni updates and then talk about some things that are ahead in the future for our organization. So let's just start right at the top of the order here and, and jump into hockey for a bit. And, uh, and then, Rick, I'd like to talk to you right afterwards. But uh, Matt, talk to me about – give us an update. Where are we at? And then let's talk about what's right in front of you. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're at a really good spot right now, eight games into the season. Um, we're sitting four and four, which is something that if you told me, you know, at the beginning of the year you'd be four and four, eight games into the year, I definitely would have taken it. We came back from splitting with Western Michigan. We headed out on our first road trip against Colorado College. It was a great opportunity for our guys to be in a hostile environment. First road trip and all the good things that come along with college hockey on the road. Uh, CC has an incredible new building they're playing in. Both games were sold out. You know, we played well Friday night. We put 40 shots on CC and just a little bit of a horseshoe there with their goaltender. We just couldn't find the back of the net consistently enough. And then we started taking a couple bad penalties in the second period. And then a couple of their, their top line got rolling. And uh, a 1-1 hockey game turned into 4-1 real quickly, and we just weren't able to recover. But uh, very proud of our effort Friday night. Saturday night, we, we were playing a pretty good road game. We weathered the storm. They got up two on us early. And then we managed to bring it back to a 2-1 hockey game middleway through the second period. And then again, uh, being undisciplined on the road, you're not going to win many hockey games in college hockey. And they jumped up on us back-to-back uh, goals on the power play in the second. We just, again, couldn't recover. So a uh, lot of good learning opportunities that came from that road trip. Uh, again, for our for our squad, you know, playing 10-11 freshmen every night, there's going to be moments where you're going to do a lot more learning than you are being successful here early on. And so that's kind of what we got out of that first road trip. We're able to come home from it, play UNLV, who's a a squad. Again, the reason why they're on our roster is to help them and help their athletic department, hopefully head in a direction of adding NCAA Division I hockey. Didn't really know what to expect being an ACHA Division I club team. Uh, They are the number one rated Division I ACHA club team in club hockey. Uh, they came out Friday night. We were coming off again a series of playing high level NCAA hockey, and we kind of put it to them eight nothing. Uh, and then we did the classic take a night off Saturday night. They came out with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after getting it handed to them. Uh, took a one zero lead and held us to one zero for quite a while. And then we were able to get two power play goals and squeak out a two to one win. Uh, but again, all the, all the kudos goes to them and their staff and uh, the effort that they gave us Saturday night. And so it was a great night for our program. It was uh, kind of a stick it to cancer night. We wore pink jerseys. We raised about $6,000 towards the American Cancer Society. And it was just an overall great weekend, homecoming weekend for our university and our players. Uh, and then that took us to playing a weekend series in northern Michigan in Marquette. 
kind of a reverse of what we just experienced against UNLV is that we we played pretty good hockey. We just took a five minute major halfway through the second period in a one one hockey game, and they put three on us quickly, turning into four one. And the game ended up being uh, a lot uglier than the score depicted represented. Uh, and then we were able to regroup, had a good bonding moment as a hockey team of challenging. Uh, your manhood a little bit and seeing what kind of response we'd get. And we were able to come out Saturday night and beat them three to one, uh, which is a massive win on the road, especially heading into a bye weekend. The guys felt pretty good about themselves. And now we're about to head out on a 16 day road trip, which starts in air force. uh, And will take us after that to Arizona state and getting to play in their new arena, which you've seen the last couple of nights on the NHL with the coyotes being there. And then we finish up that road trip in Las Vegas, playing them one more time, and then we're going to play another kind of top-end ACHA Division One team uh, with Liberty. Exciting stuff. So that's a good recap. Thank you for that. A couple of things that just jump out at me. My my first college hockey goal was in northern Michigan. So although I, I never really loved the road trip, it's very difficult to get there. I That's always got a warm spot in my heart. So... <laughs> Yeah, that was that's I, a 20, 22 hour day to get there. That's, it that's is tough. a grind. Oh yep. my goodness, it's a grind. So get up there and split is is a heck of a feat. So mm-hmm. good on you there, um, Rick. Let me transition to you. I know you know we never had the chance to play together, but working together um, with Sea for Life, I'm just you know thrilled for the friendship we've been able to develop and and wanted to bring you on and and have you you know kind of fill in our listeners about. Where are you at today? Where have you been since UAA? And, and just fill us in on you personally and professionally. Oh, wow. Boy, that's a lot of years to cover. I'm, I'm getting uh, <laughs> not getting younger by the day. It's been a lot of years. Um, immediately after did the year of graduate assistant coaching, uh, went back to Victoria, British Columbia, and was there, mainly picked there because that's where my wife, we just got married, she wanted to finish her degree. So we ended up there, though a lot of my business interests were in the in the US. I had a great opportunity to handle O'Brien International. A lot of people will know the O'Brien if they're into water sports like water skiing and stuff. So I handled their OEM business for a number of years and was out of hockey. Uh, just touching on it cursory. Uh, that brought us to Seattle and my wife actually worked for a uh, Alaska-based company called Alaska National Insurance, who's recently was sold, but and she's still with them. But anyway, so we're in a great, we've been in the greater Seattle area for over twenty years, and well over twenty years. Uh, Live north up in Snohomish County, near the town of Snohomish, and in the mid nineties, late nineties, got pulled back into hockey. Very unique hockey situation here in Seattle. Was pulled in kind of from. Hockey experience, I'd gotten back into some youth coaching and my business experience. And it was a nonprofit, one of the largest nonprofits actually in the state of Washington. We owned arenas and many things uh, we got to do. And I did for about 10 or 12 years. I then transitioned out. I didn't take my foot out of hockey, though I kept one foot in there and spent a lot of years uh, working with two particular groups. One was a NHL agency working on what they would call talent procurement and working with uh, the Wenatchee Wild in the uh, the time there in the North American League. And then we eventually got them into the BC League. Involved in neither of those today, I jumped fully back in 
few years ago into the business world. And what I do is I'm the business development director for a company where we uh, make what I've got, lack of a better word, is testing and compliance equipment. So farmers, biotech are compliant with FDA regulations, among many other things. But that's the simplest way I could describe it. So I've been at that for a, a while. Um, married, have uh, same wife, Renee, and uh, have a wonderful daughter who uh, she's actually a D1 athlete. She's a lacrosse player out on the East Coast. And we're just thrilled to death. She was just recently accepted into the Army Aviation Program. So she's going to be a pilot. And um, yeah, so that's in a nutshell what I've been at. You hopefully didn't bore anybody. No, it's super exciting. I love the update. I appreciate it. I know the guys listening will will appreciate that as well. Fill us in. Let's talk about alumni. Um, last episode, I had the chance to talk to Coach Shazby a lot about what he's been working on through some of these challenging times for our program. And you and I, as well as a number of other guys, have, have worked closely on rebuilding the alumni. Fill our listeners in on what we've been working on and, and let's talk through some of that. Yeah, I think if one thing that drove a number of us and, you know, what we're calling a founders group, probably 12, 15 guys, including coach, we need to resurrect something. With, with the near loss of the program, it really was for some soul searching. And I think a lot of people really looked at this and said, we, you know, there's been dysfunctions, there's been challenge, a lot of challenges in, over the years. And it really was to step back, have a look and say, wow, do I really want to lose this? There's dear, dear friends. And, you know, we all know this with old teammates and buddies that, you know, you may not see them for a decade or talk to them for a decade, but it immediately rekindled the relationship. And so what we needed to do is step up um, if we want to have a future for the program um, and provide it a strong future. Well, we have to be part of that. Um, sometimes there's a misperception that state funding and um, other entities provide the funding for, for Division One or any level of collegiate athletics. But it really comes from the alumni and supporters. So we, you know, the first phase of this is to rebuild relationships, to get people connected. And that is happening slowly but surely. We've done everything from branding, creating a website, what you're doing here, Valley, getting this going. And we've all been reconnecting slowly but surely and asking people to say, hey, we gotta, we gotta move forward. This is an important thing. What brought us all together and create these deep bronze was the great community of Anchorage, the great program, that we built that we built with the support of a lot of non-hockey people a lot of boosters and the anchorage community but our friendships have endured we want to keep that going so um with that in mind we're slowly but surely sorry to keep saying that but slowly but surely moving forward uh with a plan that we want to have uh, regularly scheduled events we've got to recognize that we have to uh, put forth a plan and a program with other parties that have interest in the in the program being successful, building new arenas, supporting the coaching staff with funding if uh, for coaches and for recruiting and and so forth. And and we just have to do that. That's our responsibility. That's a, that is the legacy of any great program. And we've all, frankly, myself included, stumbled mightily in that area. So we want to move forward. 
and we're going to move forward. And um, we've got many alumni that are now connecting with other alumni. Hey, you need to get involved. This is what we're doing. So we're marching forward and um, we're going to do everything from having regular communications, uh, quality website to merchandise. And if some people have seen, we put some Valley, you're familiar with this, but we put some effort towards branding alumni logo, Seawolf hockey alumni logos. So there's a lot we're doing here in this podcast. Hopefully will be a, a huge part of that. So we're making positive steps. That's exciting. Yeah. So just for listeners, let me unpack some of that. Um, what Rick's talking about is our seawolfhockeyalumni.com website. We affectionately call it Seawolf for Life and our 501c3 will be titled as such. Uh, so whether we change the website name or not, I don't know. That's to be determined. Um, but we've we've pulled together branding that's close to UAA, but a little different. We have to have different branding for a variety of reasons. But a lot of that work has already gone into place. And so we're reaching out to the Brotherhood. If you want to get involved, we would love insights. We would love to have key people involved. So uh, please reach out. You can reach out directly through uh, the website. Uh, and that'll come to us and, and we'll we'll circle back with you. So thanks for that, Rick. I appreciate it. One of the things that that's immediately in front of us at both at the alumni level and, you know, I would say it at the uh, and both of you can speak to this, but at the, uh, the hockey level as well is despite any differences that we, we may have, I think we all agree there needs to be a quality mentorship program. Matt, maybe I'll come to you first and then go to Rick next, but share some thoughts on the mentorship program from your perspective and then I'll, Rick, I'll have you share and maybe I'll close up on some of those thoughts as well. Yeah, I'm excited to connect our new generation Seawolf with the previous 40 years. I think it's going to be very important that our play, current players know there is a family that's connected to them. There is, you know, multiple generations of Seawolf hockey players that care about the program that are going to offer advice and, and potential life after hockey, life after being a Playing here, success, uh, connections, everything that comes with an alumni uh, program is that I really feel like the guys here, the new ones that don't really know much about the previous 40 years, but they just need to have that connection and, and create and know that the brotherhood's there waiting for them. So I think this mentorship program is going to be the perfect um, kind of stair step that allows them to um, feel connected and feel like there's they are a part of something that has existed and, and has been such an amazing positive impact on the city of Anchorage and the hockey community, you know, all across the world. Um, there's a lot of history here. There's a lot of guys that have gone on to be very successful. And as long as our guys, current guys, can see and create those connections, I think that's just going to make our program a much, much stronger, more successful program moving forward. Love it. Rick, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I, you know, there's a, a great tradition, and I think why so many alumni, at least from, I'll call it my generation, had such fond memories of Anchorage and Alaska was that a lot of people invested in us. There was great support uh, from the business community and the boosters and, and just the general population towards supporting us. Uh, we had plenty of opportunities. I'll tell you, you know, I had to make a decision because of great opportunities that were offered to me in Anchorage. Uh, I chose to leave for other opportunities back in British Columbia, but 
we were treated well and treated in a manner that was with a great deal of trust and openness to help us take that next step in our lives. And I'm sure there's a lot of wonderful alumni that are still doing that in the community in Anchorage. But as alumni, there are kids that are looking to head back to the lower 48 or back to Canada, and they need a hand up and uh, they need some support. It was given to us and we need to recommit to that. It's the right thing to do. It's the tradition of any great program is that we support those coming up. We can connect the, the, young, the young alumni with the old alumni, hopefully, and at this point with so many alumni out there, probably in an industry uh, that they have a great deal of interest in. As Coach just stated, there's a lot of alumni that have had some success. They're connected. They can help those new alumni take that next step in their career. And, and it's we have a whole host of people from those involved in the NHL, to those who are firefighters, to those who may be teachers, those in the tech world, those in the pharma world like I am. There's a lot of people that could help and they're around the country. And it's just how we're gonna build the program, attract good quality athletes and people to come to UA, uh, which is gonna build a stronger program, greater tradition and, and keep what is great about Seawolf Hockey alive. And uh, we want to pass our blessings along, so to speak. So I think that best summarizes it. Yeah. Yeah, from my perspective, you know, just kind of something that jumped out that that Coach said is just this brotherhood, right? I've been on a number of calls and uh, with with fellow alumni, and that's the thing that stands out is whether we played together or not, we wore the jersey. And there is a brotherhood here. And for those next generation guys, maybe a mentorship call is as, as simple as, hey, I'm considering going into this field that you're in. You know, what are the pitfalls? What should I be considering this? Then if so, if not, you know, that type of thing. Um, so we are looking for, for guys that uh, have worn the jersey and that say, hey, I'd, I'd be open to uh, mentoring somebody in the next generation, um, whatever field that is that you're in. Reach out again through the website. We'd love to connect. We do have an event coming up. N not everybody can attend. We understand. It is, you know, our really our, our very first Seawolf for Life event. And hopefully we'll be doing something like this annually. But uh, we do have the event coming up in, in Las Vegas. Rick or Coach Shazby, either of you want to add a little color on what's going on there? The schedule was made early on. It was, um, you know, what where is a good potential location for alumni across the country, across Canada, wherever you're coming from, to meet up during the season. And un unique opportunity of having Las Vegas on our schedule. I kind of saw that as a potential nice place for guys to show up, go for a round of golf, have some good meals together. Uh, watch a Seawolf hockey game and kind of just have, have kind of a, a launching location of, of the Seawolf for Life message and everything that, you know, we're excited to be back and, and all that and all that good stuff. So unfortunately, it kind of falls on a midweek, which may be a little bit more difficult, but you know, there's an opportunity there that I think is, again, just to celebrate what we were all part of and then celebrate uh, and be excited about the future. 
Rick, any any color there? Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to hold a meeting down there for all those that are attending, so we can get input. Maybe we can look at even doing it in a uh, webinar type format, so we can have people call in and or connect to the meeting. But we want, anyway, hold a meeting with all those that are attending. Make sure that um, as we move forward in structuring the alumni group, that we're checking all the right boxes and moving forward in the right way. So, you know, be an organizational meeting. Short, we'll do it over lunch. So be a social quasi-formal meeting and we'll hope to get some work done and again, move this for life uh, group forward with the input of some alumni that we haven't yet heard from. So it'll be really good talking with them and catching up. Absolutely, I'm excited about it. So for listeners, you can always access our content, seawolfhockeyalumni.com reach out to us directly there, or if you just prefer to email us directly, info, I-N-F-O, at seawolfhockeyalumni.com. For listeners on this podcast, we will be going into syndication shortly. You can subscribe and share through wherever you get your podcasting content. And uh, we're always looking to reconnect with some of our brothers. So we'd love to hear from you and love to put you on the show and and give our, our brotherhood an update on where you're at and where you've been since uh, you left Anchorage. So with that, I'm your host, David Valliere. We are super excited to rekindle and, and re- relight this fire. And we're looking forward to uh, some great things ahead. So thank you so much for your time today. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Pack is Back podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to follow the show and share it with your friends and family.